The college football season is coming back, and we got you covered on every game. We're breaking it down on each snap all season long. Catch us every week starting on August 4th. Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and yours truly, Obi Muniz, giving you the highlights, predictions, and current rankings. Visit our website at hhwshow.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's all four downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drawing About the G-Men. It's Big Jace, Joe Guire, King Zane, Sean Scanlon, as always. And boy, some New York teams struggled, but not the Giants, baby. Giants got it done, got their first win on the road in New Orleans. It was great. I mean, close game in overtime. Able to pull it off. I mean, Joe, you you were been talking all year. This team doesn't know how to win games, and they, they went out and they won that game, and they look pretty damn good doing it. Mm-hmm. Are you are you questioning me? You know, I <laughs> cried when the game ended. I literally cried. I don't think I've cried at the end of a Giants game since they won the Super Bowl in 1986. Did you cry last right? night? And I was, I was 12. No, listen, I'm not here to talk about. I'm not here to explain the Yankees. I've been doing it all day, and I refuse to do it anymore. All right, it is what it is. Let's get on to this because this was huge. Um. I tried to figure out why I was crying, and I'll tell you what it really was for me was the fact that this team had major contributions in all three aspects. Special teams came up big late, the board return, the defense had a big late stop, and obviously the offense really put it all together. We've all been pretty high on Daniel Jones except for Zay, and we believed in this guy, and this was the kind of performance we've all been waiting for. It wasn't as good as uh, your boy Zach Wilson, but, uh, you know, we, we've been waiting for Daniel Jones to put it all together. And I got to tell you, some of the plays they ran were downright stupid. That reverse 
uh, or the end around the Tony or whatever. Uh, I didn't mind the pass play. Here's the thing. Whether you like those plays or not, what you saw was what we've been asking them to do. You opened up the playbook. And they started doing some different things, and they're letting these – you have so much talent on offense. Get them the ball. Four receivers with 70-plus yards. That hadn't happened in, what, 20 years? That's insane. Got so much talent. I mean, this week we're going to be talking about who's going to be on the roster. Here's what I didn't like. The Giants uh, lost the time of possession battle to New Orleans by 10 minutes and consider 5.06 of their 27 minutes – was the overtime where New Orleans didn't see the ball. So that's pretty substantial. Gotta you gotta be able to get off the field. The defense is still struggling. New Orleans was eight for fifteen on third downs. The Giants offense was just four for eleven. So there's still listen, there's some areas of concern still, but the offensive line played well. Jones was great. Barkley was great. All the receivers, Tony, Galladay, everybody, I mean this was a fantastic win. They held the Saints to 21 points, which I like it. You know, uh, it, in, in a league where I say you got to score 30 to win, I guess if you can keep the other team to 21, then 22 points will get it done. This was a, a, a great win for the Giants. I was impressed with Jason Garrett, obviously, who's under fire. Obviously, who knew he had to start opening up the playbook. You spent that first round pick on Kadarius Toney when there were great offensive linemen that, that you could have gone out there and grabbed, or a guy like uh, Mika Parsons. There are a lot, of, a lot of good players they could have used that pick on. They use it on Kadarius Tony. They finally got him involved. He's dynamite. Holy smokes. I mean, he just makes having Kenny Galladay and Sterling Shepard and, dare I say, Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph. I mean, my God. Think about this, Jace. For for as long as I've been upset about the Odell Beckham trade, my my biggest thing, and you, uh, this is not about Odell, about as much as it's about Odell, the playmaker. The fact that uh, of the matter is, there's a handful of guys in this league that when they touch the ball, they could take it to the house from anywhere on the field. Saquon's one of those guys. Odell Beckham was one of those guys, and I thought not a lot of teams have two of that guy. And the Giants did, didn't do anything with it. Now you got a guy like Kadarius Tony, and I'm not quite putting him in that category yet, but he looks like he could be that kind of guy. The, the Giants are not going winless between now and Thanksgiving, by the way. I'll, I'll clear that up. I know the schedule ahead is bad. It's rough. They're going to win a couple of games over the next five weeks. I guarantee it. Yeah, I love that because I, I do think – I think from this game, you can see, and even the past week, the Giants play to their opponents. And they finished this game. And they finished yes. this game, and it being down like they were, you 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 got to tip your cap to that. I mean, the way this team's been playing the last four years, this was an easy game to roll over and die in. I knew they were going to win this game. I wasn't quite sure how. I sat there on the edge of my chair like, this is going to happen. I know it is. And then it started to happen. And I'm telling you, this was one of the most emotional games I've ever been a part of in Giants history. Yeah, I mean, it, it was great. I, I will say 
Kadarius Tony looked really, really good, but he also had some rough drops. Like that also, like he just has to be in more. I expect once he gets going, once he gets more touches, that that'll get all suited up. Because I, he is one of those guys that can take a slant for fifty yards for a touchdown, easy. So I, I'm excited for that. But the the real thing, if the, you listen, let me. Here's this is the problem. I love Riley a lot, but my God, you didn't see the pass he dropped in the in the Joe Ross or John Ross's hands. Yes, that was beautiful. Holy smokes, who's making that throw? There's about four guys in the leagues making that throw. You need to you need to watch the game before you're going to run your mouth. I got to tell you that. I didn't say the Giants are going 14 and three. This is a this is a good Giants team. This isn't the 32nd team in the NFL. I could have told you that before the Saints game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Danny Jones. This was a big step in a hostile place against a really good defense and a really good team. This is a huge win for the Giants. This is the kind of win where all those one-point losses with it, five weeks in a row where they lost by a point or two last year. Yeah. And I kept saying, flip those all the wins. You're 10 and 6. Yeah. and I, I think they're going to start flipping some of these close games and they're going to start winning more than they lose. Yes. And I'm not. I'm done with the Daniel Jones slander. He's been good. Okay. Yes, a win is great. But he's been doing this the past couple games. Everyone else just hasn't been up with him. Like, actually watch the game. Wait, Don't time just out. Look My at the bad. Score. Apparently, quarters are better than dimes <laughs> where Riley comes from. I misunderstood, my friend. My bad. Either way, I mean, dude, yeah. listen, again, I'm not saying this team's going to win the division, but this this is, this is was a team that I, I felt was good in all areas of, of, of football, but – they're just not finishing games. They set themselves up for failure. The playbook was too conservative. They still hmm. got to get. A, they still have to figure out how to get off the field on third down. That defense. They're really struggling, yeah. and you're still not uh, converting enough third downs right now to be a contender. But all steps in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> I know you. You had them winning. A lot of people didn't. You no, know, no. Let, let Sean go first. I want to let the people okay. that had them losing go first, and let them get their take. And then the, the the Jet fan who had them winning, I'll go and take my take after that. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I was I was surprised. I'm not gonna lie. Um, obviously, I was very impressed with. Uh, obviously, Daniel Jones wins uh, NFC Player of the Week. He deserves it. He had him go on, you know, three huge drives at the end of the game. You know, obviously. The one where they get the touchdown to Saquon and then another one to go get the field goal and then in overtime. So three clutch drives from Daniel Jones. Uh, like Joe said, Jason Garrett opens up the playbook a little bit, which I think he he heard the noise. I think that he kind of knew that uh, his, his job is almost on the line here. So he's got to do something and you got to work to Daniel Jones skill set, which is, I mean, number one. He's a great zone read guy. Obviously, uh, he has the ability to to run, but I think his best ability is throwing the ball deep downfield, and we saw that a lot in this game. Obviously, the huge John Ross touchdown, uh, a couple big completions to Kenny Galladay. So I think that you know you have to fit the playbook to the to your player, and I think that's why Daniel Jones has thrived so much. Uh, obviously, this week, but uh, the rest of the season too. I, I think that when he give when he's given the ability to do that stuff, uh, he shows that he could be uh, a top tier quarterback in this league. And uh, the, the offense was just great. I mean, Kenny Galladay's first really coming out party. 
Kadarius Tony, I mean, it, it was nice to see him uh, actually get utilized this week. I, I think, you know, we, obviously we picked him for the number 20 pick, and I, I think there's a reason for that. He showed it this week. He's absolutely dynamic with the ball in his hands. So hopefully we get to see more of that going forward, even when Shepard and Slayton come back. And uh, Saquon, Saquon is fully back, baby. I was I was pumped to see him. Uh, I mean, I, getting him involved in the passing game, which is something the Giants have not done uh, a lot during his career, I think is, is huge, especially uh, splitting him out wide. We saw that uh, he could be a problem out there, and obviously he has that, that huge touchdown. So uh, kudos to Jason Garrett for, you know, uh, having a good game plan. And then the offensive line, I don't think that could be understated enough. Uh, didn't give up a sack all game. The first two weeks, I was saying it's going to be another long year with this offensive line. Uh, and then you get an inju- injury to your captain, Nick Gates, and I thought it was going to go all downhill. But luckily, they've turned it around. They've been good in pass protection. Uh, the run blocking has been much better the last couple weeks. You know, Saquon actually has some holes to hit. And once he has that, I mean, you, you see that he's a dynamic playmaker. That's why he was the number two overall pick. But uh, And then Andrew Thomas has been an absolute stud. I, I think he's going to be the our left tackle for hopefully another 10 to 15 years. Uh, Obviously he had a rough rookie year. Uh, He got a little bit better by the end of the year, but this year uh, hasn't given up a sack yet. Uh, Not a lot of pressures. And he's been one of the highest rated uh, offensive tackles in the league, uh, according to PFF. So huge for that. Uh, And then uh, the defensive side of the ball, I think the secondary did a little bit better this game. I think that, you know, Going into the year, I thought the secondary was going to be one of the best in the league. Obviously, they've had they gave up a couple of big plays, especially in the second half. But Bradbury comes up with a huge interception. Uh, Xavier McKinney had a pretty good game. So did Logan Ryan, but uh, defense was pretty good. Dexter Lawrence, after having a terrible season, stepped up today. Uh, the only thing is a pass rush. We we obviously need help there, but uh, overall, just a huge win. Uh, shout out to you, Zay, for picking this one. I. I, I definitely didn't see it coming, but a uh, huge win for the Giants. Hopefully they can keep the momentum rolling off this one. And obviously they have a tough schedule coming up, but if they keep playing like this uh, and they get Shepard and Slayton back, if the defense could step up a little bit with the pass rush and against the run, uh, I think that they, they definitely, like Joe said, they definitely have a chance to win some of these games coming up. So uh, they could be three and one right now, but shoulda, woulda, coulda. You got to finish out those games. So hopefully this is just the start of them finishing out games and actually getting back. Uh, into the win column, win column, and having a chance in the NFC East this year. I appreciate that, Sean, Mister Humble. Unlike some people who act like they knew it from the start, I appreciate that, Sean, Mister Humble. I, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa! Is that a shot at me? Because look, that's last not week what you I was said. at a funeral. You two that's were at a funeral last week. You guys were writing off the Giants. It was over. First of all, high draft let me, pick. Let two me possible be clear top ten I picks. Said. I believe I heard you say something like that. I I, I believe something like that along those lines. I said they would lose, and I pre- late and, and, is and what I, I said. A uh, close game. I think I, I said, said they lose 24-22. I said the Giants weren't a bad team. I said it before. I said this was a team that still needed to learn to play together. They didn't play any preseason, and you're starting to see it now. The team is starting to come together. You don't score 29 points and be an awful team. That That's not an awful team. That's a team that can score, especially against that defense that Washington has. So for me, I knew that this team was scoring. It was just a matter of luck. And luck finally changed for the Giants on that coin toss when we finally had to realize that the offense was going on the field and the defense wasn't going to be there at the end of the game for the first time in a long time. And we've seen how that's ended ugly every time it's ended. The other team drives down the field. They either hit a kicker field goal or score a touchdown no matter how we see it. Taysom Hill probably would have ran in another touchdown because the defense just couldn't tackle for crap. I don't know what's going on in practice, but they don't know how to tackle anymore. But – like I said, it's a thing of luck. I think the Giants' luck flipped on that coin toss. That's why we were able to win. 
but I do think the Giants have bigger issues like J- like Joe Judge. I do believe Joe Judge, while he's a good coach, I don't believe he's a head coach. I don't think he has a feel for the game. The Giants go down, probably one of their best drives at first half, and instead of going for it on fourth and inches, he kicks a field goal and they miss the field goal. Could have possibly lost so much momentum in the game, and I thought in that position right there, you probably should have went for it on fourth and inches in your own territory. I think you should have went for it. I don't think he has a feel for the game. I just think it's something that he still has to learn. I don't think he's ready to be a head coach yet, and we start to see that in a lot of the issues he has with with bad challenges or terrible timeout management, whatever it is. We see that all the time. I think the Giants have an issue there. They also need to fix that defense. I think Jalen Smith is out there now. The Cowboys released him. I think you go grab him. You put him in there at linebacker, and I think he helps solidify the spot for at least a year until Blake Martinez comes back. And then, hey, you get the Cowboys playbook on top of that. So, you know, it's a win-win situation. And I think the Giants offensively, I think you can part ways now with Sterling Shepard. I'd hate to say it, but I think if you could package Sterling Shepard in a pick, I think you can part ways with them. I think too many chefs in the pot ruin it. I think once you get Darius Slayton back, you have Tony, you have Galladay. That's enough weapons. That's enough for the ball go around. Stella Shepard has showed us over and over again he cannot stay healthy, whether it's concussion-related, whether it's hamstring-related. He's just not there when we need him. I think he's someone at this point that's very expendable. I think the Giants have a ton of depth at wide receiver. You have players like C.J. Board, who's also showing that he can play. So I think he's very expendable. I think he's worth something, and I think the Giants could probably maybe go get an edge rusher, maybe go out there and get maybe an offensive lineman for those two players in Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard. But if that's just me, I don't know how you guys see it, but I think Joe and um, Sean basically covered everything else on the Giants, so I didn't want to go much into the game. Is there a, a pass rusher in Jacksonville at all? Because they seem to just be handing stuff out. Miles Josh, Jack. Josh Allen. Yeah, maybe yeah. the other Josh McCall. Hey, you guys want a good tight end? <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, look, they were willing uh, to get Zebo a try. Evan Ingram's a step up. Oh, uh, listen, I I cannot agree more with everything you said. I, yeah, and I agree I, with Evan I, Ingram, but I, I wouldn't give up on Sterling Shepard. Oh yet. no, He's, listen, Shepard, his his uh, his safety blanket right now. He still feels really good about that. I think he's got to develop a relationship with Galladay a little bit more. You really saw it this week. I think the throw to Rudolph was was fantastic. Again, you want to get a rhythm down with that guy, and then maybe Evan Ingram becomes expendable. But I think right now you have all of these weapons. This week, hopefully, they should all be healthy for the first time ever, and let's see what happens. Uh, I I laughed because Sanders said Dallas is going to win the games they need to this year. I guess they're going to be like Jay says, extra prepared and try extra hard. I don't I don't even know what that means. Dallas has got off to a good start. Giants got off to a bad start, and here we are. I don't I don't know that Dallas is better than the Bucks, the Rams, the Cards. They're they're still middle tier. So calm yourself down. Calm yourself down. You guys didn't. You're not coming off a great season either. Don't forget that. No. So, yeah. Slow your roll. That yeah. looks great. That Pollard kid, something else. I'm sure everybody's been trying to swoop him up in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, but before we move on, we'll, we'll get to the Cowboys. Well, a big thing in this game, uh, I, I guess it's more so on the Saints play calling that really uh, I thought was. Or maybe it was more so the Giants. But 
being able to take Alvin Kamara out of the pass game, I think was the biggest key as far as defense goes for the Giants. Because, I mean, the Giants' defense struggled, but really with Kamara, when you can get him going in the pass game, that's when he really starts turning it on. He had a great time on the ground, but he, he's a big threat like that. And same with the Giants with Saquon Barkley. They started getting him the ball outside of the backfield rather than just handing it off. I mean, he burned uh, Lattimore. That was great for that touchdown at the end of regulation. So uh, I, 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 I'm I, very excited. It was great. But now let's talk about it. They just released Jalen Smith. Now the Giants are coming to town. 3-1 and one, Dallas Cowboys. Joe, are you still not sold on the Cowboys? No, listen. I, I'm not saying that the Cowboys aren't good. They're three and one, and they've they've done a really good job. No, but uh, last uh, week you said this was going to be the first one for the Giants. That's what I'm. Saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Oh at no, I, I, at, I think the, the Giants are going to beat the Cowboys. Is that what you're asking me? I do. Yes, they love playing in Dallas. They play better in Dallas than they do in New Jersey. So. I like my chances there. I like this. Listen, I, I just to get on Joe Judge for a hot second and how it relates to this game, this guy was trying desperately to get his first win of the season, and he coached like it for those first three games. Super conservative, not taking chances, that, and, and making so many mistakes, so many turnovers. That it was each game they made it so difficult for themselves, and they came up on the short end. This time, still a little conservative, but again, opening up the playbook. You know, not doing anything too crazy. But I think now that he's got a win under his belt, and he knows that zero and seventeen's not coming. I think they'll be because listen, you could you could lose to New Orleans and go 0 and 4 being super conservative and taking zero chances as usual. Or you go out there you take chances. Jones throws a couple of turnovers and you go in 4 anyway. What's you know what I mean? What what's a better way to lose? To play not to to play to, to not lose but not to win? That make any sense? No, yeah, I get what you're talking. Saying. Circles, maybe I am. Everybody looks at me like I, uh, I don't know. Whatever, I get no. what you're saying. Yeah, and I, I also big thing last week that's been really the biggest detriment to all the Gi- the Giants so far has been the penalties. Only three last week. Yeah, and I forgot I, to mention that. That was huge, yeah. though. And I, I think with a team like the Cowboys who defensively is very young and the Giants, most of the penalties have come from that offensive line. That That is going to be probably the biggest factor in this whole game. Because, I mean, as young as the Cowboys are, I expect they can make mistakes. They can, I think they might also get some penalties, but if the Giants can stay composed, especially that offensive line as far as snap count and false starts and all that stuff, uh, I, I think the Giants are in a good position to win. You don't like that saying, though? I mean, I can't hold them to every penalty again. I think a lot of the penalty issue is poor refereeing. We've had poor officiating throughout the league for the last couple of years. They're just not getting good refs in the league to replace the old refs that were here, the Ed Hockley's that we used to like, the, the people we used to know and you know by name. These new referees just aren't that good. We watched them miss blatant calls again, like that, again, the Saints playoff game. 
blatant pass interference that was just never called. Uh, you go back to last week again, the hit that um, McKinney had that was clearly a, a form tackle by the book, and they called uh, you know a, a legal hit. These referees just aren't good anymore. So you can't put it all on the teams. You can't put it all on the coaches. It some fault has to go on to the league and not finding better officials. That's really yeah, what it but I'm talking about the holdings, the false starts, the again, illegal man downfield. The Giants have had a it, couple it, of those. Like, but again, it's little stuff though. And sometimes yeah. it isn't. And sometimes you'll go back in the replays and you'll hear them that it isn't even what they called on the field. And then the commentators made the referees look stupid. And then we're sitting here like, what's going on? Because nobody's reversing the play. So I, I think it comes down on both sides. You can't just put that all on the Giants. It comes down to bad officiating on both ends. Yes, the Giants are responsible for the majority of those penalties, but it also comes down to bad officiating. Also, can't put it all on the Giants. I'm yeah, I'm stun locked. I, I mean. We've seen a false start to false start, a hold when you're grabbing someone like this and they're running past you. Yeah, that, that's again, we've seen, I, I've that's seen holding calls that weren't, I've seen holding calls that weren't holding calls that are get called in the league just because it looked like it. You again, what was there was a, a horse collar, I believe, Monday night that was called that was nowhere near a horse collar. It just looked like he got the horse collar. Play was run to the sideline, he got his hand up in there, he pulled him from the front. They called a horse collar. Oh, and excuse me, they called a face mask. Face Nowhere near the face mask. They called a face mask. It's just poor officiating. I understand there's some of the play. Some of it, yes, it comes down to Giants and poor technique and just bad discipline. But some of it comes down to officiating just being terrible. And again, we'll probably see it again next week in a big game. Terrible officiating and a game will come down to a major call. That's just what it's come down to lately. I'm not putting it on the Giants. I can't. I'm sorry. I don't know about that. I I, I, I can't. Um, yeah, I don't know. Still if the officiating was perfect in the league, then I'd be like, hey, yes, yeah, the Giants. But you see, but it. how many of those actual calls are there? There's like you saw a holding call. You, how many of those holding on the Daniel Jones run play? You you saw a holding call on on, on um uh, what's Slayton? There was no holding there. There was no holding. Slayton barely touched them, but they called the holding. They took back the run. It was a touchdown. Wait, are you talking about the board one or yeah, was board? Oh, it was board that was, against Washington. I'm okay. That okay, was board. I'm sorry. Okay, so board. It, it, there was no holding there, but they called yes, it. Yes, there was. All right, there was no holding. This is, this is. It was not a holding. Not even close to a holding. I'll send you the clip. It wasn't even close to a holding. All right, let's get back to this game. Giants at Cowboys. <laughs> Sean, well, how how is this going to play out? Uh, I think the Giants will stay in there for the most part, but uh, I. I, the Cowboys, they're they're I think they're a really good team right now, especially that offense and their defense is obviously they give up a lot of yards and stuff like that, but they begin getting takeaways. Uh, they're up there in league leading in sacks. They they get after the quarterback. Randy Gregory uh, has been huge this year. Michael Parsons coming off the edge has been really good, and then Trayvon Diggs, you you better stay away from that side of the field because uh, he's been amazing through the first four weeks, having five picks in four games. So uh, this defense has outperformed the what I thought they would be. And uh, the offense, obviously, is spectacular. It has started to look like the old Zeke the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's really been on a tear. Tony Pollard just adds another dynamic to that backfield. And then, obviously, the great receiving core. And Dak Prescott uh, looks like he, he wasn't even injured at all last season. He's he's come right back into form. So uh, I, I think the Giants will have a, a good game against them. I, I think that the offense, uh, as long as they stay 
uh, with their their foot on the gas like they did this week and and give Daniel Jones the ability to you know go out and make big plays downfield. I, I think that they will have success against the Cowboys defense. Uh, like I said, you just have to you know be worried about Trayvon Diggs because he really is. Uh, has been spectacular this season, and so I, I imagine that he'll be on Kenny Galladay most of the day. But um, so yeah, I, I think it will be a pretty good day. And for the Giants' defense, uh, the secondary has to step up again. Uh, it will be tough to get any pass rush against a good Cowboys offensive line, but you're going to have to generate ways to, you know, maybe if not getting sacks all day, you you still got to get some quarterback pressures and some quarterback hurries. You got to uh, get Dak Prescott out of the pocket. Uh, and, you know, try and force some pressure because we really haven't been able to get that this season. Obviously, you know, we don't have a great uh, outside linebacker group in terms of pass rushes. Ezo Jalari has been, you know, obviously he has the three sacks, but other than that, he hasn't really, you know, gotten after the quarterback a lot other than those uh, those three plays. So I think it will be a, a good game. Obviously, Giants-Cowboys is always usually pretty good, but I, I don't think the Giants are going to get two wins in a row. And, uh, just for the record, I've picked every game wrong this season. I picked uh, the Giants to win the first three weeks, and I picked them to lose last week. So hopefully the trend continues this week uh, and that they, they will beat the Cowboys. It's almost a reverse jinx I'm trying to do here. But I, 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 honestly, I, I don't think that they'll, they'll beat the Cowboys. But I think it'll be a pretty good game. I think it'll be pretty high scoring. Uh, similar to the first game we saw last year when Dak went out, I think it was 35-31. So I think it'll be similar to that. I think the Cowboys are going to hang up a lot of points, uh, but I, I have the Cowboys winning 34 to 27. I think we'll lose by a touchdown, but uh, I think that the, the Giants offense will be able to put up points on the board. Uh, I just don't think this defense uh, still has enough to contain the Cowboys offense, but I, I think it will be a pretty good game. I got the Giants winning 34 33 in a, in a late edged out victory. All right. A little bit last second field goal. I'm telling you, absolutely. Last second field goal. All right. Zay, I know you've been preaching all year. It's it's the NFC East. No need to worry. Now it's an NFC East matchup. Now, I think a lot of the Giants right now comes down to luck. And I said with the coin toss, I think the luck switched. Because before we were getting perfectly timed offsides and losing games. And now we're winning games in overtime on coin flosses. So I think the Giants actually are going to pull this one off, guys. Believe it or not, I think the Giants will win this game. I don't. I'm not sure if it's going to be a field goal. I'm not sure if it's going to be a touchdown game. I do believe it's close. I think these two teams are very similar in the fact that they both could have gotten off the three-one starts had things going differently for the Giants. And the fact that the matter is, we both know that they have high-powered offenses with a ton of weapons, and they have suspect defenses that tend to show up when they want to show up. So I think we're looking at two teams that are basically playing each other. And I think the Giants, though, right now will be that team on the upper hand. I think they'll have that high from last week. I think they'll be riding that high, and I think they'll come in and they'll actually win this game handedly. I don't think I said I don't think it will be close like Joe says it, but I'm not going to say it's a touchdown game either. So I think the Giants win it handedly, maybe even two touchdowns probably. I'm going there. I'm going – I honestly do. I wow. I think the Cowboys. Hey, here's the only problem with Zay is he overvalues the Jets and he undervalues Dallas completely. There's no way they're beating. Listen, it's more likely that Dallas beats the Listen, Giants 42 I, I, I to 12 I, than it is that the Giants are going to beat them by two scores. The Giants will beat them in this game and it will be close and it'll come right down to the wire because that's how the Giants play. Okay. 
I think the Giants are going to be riding high. I think you look at the Cowboys again. You just cut Jalen Smith. A lot of people like them in the locker room. You're going to have a lot of mixed emotions going into the situation. And then again, you're going to have a back. Who's filling in for Jalen Smith? They were getting ready to. Yeah, yeah he was losing snaps anyway. Yeah, uh, but I'm I saying who's, he's perma- been who's out the permanent filling a lot. Who's the permanent filling? Van Der Esch has been the guy there. Yeah, they're comfortable. Uh, uh, I mean, they wouldn't be getting rid of him if they weren't comfortable. Same with the could, Patriots yeah. and Gilmore. Uh, You're not I'm moving not, on from I'm a not, guy if that's a glaring weakness. Again, they could, they could always move. They could always move Parsons back to inside linebacker. And that's what I'm hoping they do. And that's what I'm hoping they do. And they that's also what drafted uh, Jabril Cox out of LSU in the, they, the fourth no, round. No, but they talked to Parsons, good. but I'm hoping they move Parsons back to middle linebacker because that way he's not on the edge rushing Daniel Jones, which I that, think would then give Jones. Let me prove my hand. point. Let me prove my point. Zay, what do you think of Dak Prescott? I think Dak Prescott's a great quarterback. I said, I've said it many times. I think he should have got the money last year. I said it before. I've said it many times on this program. I think Dak Prescott should have got paid. The Cowboys have to pay him. What do you think of Zeke Elliott? I think Zeke Elliott is crap. A hot pile of crap. Who's good? Every I, would, now. I think I think Tony Pollard. They should win full time. Tony Pollard. I think he's better. He's more productive right now. I'm sorry. I, I not not the last just hates week. running backs, man. Called I hate Parker running Clark. backs. I don't hate running backs. You're talking about a guy who wanted Nick Chubb. I wanted Nick Chubb. I was okay with them passing on Saquon to get Nick Chubb. I would be cool if they took a lineman with the number two pick that year and then and got Nick Chubb. I I was okay with that. I wanted Nick Chubb. I didn't. Again, Saquon Barkley, he's he's looking better, but I'm still not sold. It's gonna. I'm gonna need a couple of games. I'm gonna need him string together a couple of games. I'm gonna need. You know, he's I can't go burned an elite cornerback in Lattimore. That's great. That's one play. But if he never has we a good play again the rest of the year, what does that matter? No, he's had one good game then. But listen, again, I'm still not sold on Saquon. I'm sorry. All right, I'm more sold on Jones than I am Saquon. Of course. Tough right. to say. Listen. The big key to this is going. This game is going to be the red zone. Giants need to have the Cowboys yeah. settle for field goals. The, the, that's where the Giants' defense is. It, when the Giants have a good defense, that's where it all starts. Making the other team settle for field goals. And then on offense, you need to be able to finish the drives and – Get, get in that zone. And you brought in this big body in Kenny Galladay. You need to be using him a lot more in the red zone. He's been one of the best red zone targets in the league since he's been in the league. Evan Ingram's back. I know he's not necessarily a possession type tight end. Another big body. Get him to work in the red zone. You, you need to get this stuff. You need to be able to finish your drives. Because, I, I mean, I would say – yeah, just rely on the defense to make it make the Cowboys score field goals. The defense hasn't been doing that, so now the offense you have to be able to finish it and not settle for field goals. And Zay, you, like you were right before, it, it some of that does come on to Joe Judge. You need to be able one in a fourth and inches. You got a stud in Saquon Barkley. You need to be able to go for that rather than kick a field goal. But uh, I mean, it, they, they'll figure it out. Uh, I I have faith in the Giants to get it done. I, I I do think it'll be – I don't know why. I, I just think it'll be ugly. I don't think it will necessarily be a shootout. I think mistakes will get made by both teams, and the defenses will look 
a lot better than they actually are. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be – I mean, regardless, it doesn't matter. It's going to be a close game because that's just the way the Giants play it. Giants always play it close. Like I said, they play to their opponents. So, I mean, the Cowboys are hot, so maybe maybe they'll just play that much better. But uh, we'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, Jay, to that, to that point about the field goal, the Giants missed that field goal. The Saints don't miss the field goal on the other end. They actually score a touchdown. That could have been the game for us. And that's what I mean about it. He's got to go for that no, on fourth yeah. inches on the best drive of the first half. You have to go for it on fourth inches. I just, no, yeah. I, I agree with you. I mean, especially when you, you have Saquon Barkley. You, you mean, a fourth and inches is nothing. Inches is nothing to someone like Saquon Barkley. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I'm back. I know last week I was down. Now I'm back. Now I'm back. 100%. Let's go. Giants going to get it done. Whoop some cowgirl butt. Let's go. But, uh, all right, that's going to do it for our Giants talk. Unless anyone else got anything they want to add before we move on? All right. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, I mean, we didn't mention this either. The Giants, no sacks allowed. Uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I this offensive that. line went from t- – oh, sorry, Sean, did you? Yeah, well, I, I think it needs to be repeated. It needs to be highlighted a little bit more. I agree. As bad as we thought this offensive line was two weeks ago, I mean, my goodness, the improvements they're making. I, I got to say to Joe Judge, they're they're getting that right because I mean, two weeks ago, there was talk they were the worst in the league. You just played the fifth best defense in the NFL, zero sacks, and he really wasn't hurried all that much. Obviously, it's such a great game back there. So, again, I think something really for the Giants to build on. Yeah, yeah. And, and this I, is this uh, this is their third different offensive line in four weeks because, yeah. uh, obviously, Nick Gates. And then last week, Ben Bredesen, who stepped in for Nick Gates, he got hurt. He was out with a hand injury. So, Matt Skura steps in. So, I mean, a lot of mix and matching, and they've just been able to do their job. Obviously, I, I mentioned Andrew Thomas has been great. And uh, Nate Solder, for the most part, I'm, I'm surprised. He had a rough first two weeks, definitely. But uh, ever since then... He's held off Matt Parrott, who I mean has obviously has held been high, held in high regards by this Giants uh, staff. So I, I think Nate Solder coming off a year where he didn't play, being as old as he is, I, I think he deserves a lot of props too for holding off uh, Matt Parrott. And after coming off a couple first two weeks, I, I think that you know he's really stepped it up. So shout out to all of them; uh, they've been doing a great job. I, I think right now. This Giants offensive line is one piece away from being an elite offensive line because you, Andrew Thomas has done great protecting the blind side. You just need that one guy to run behind. That one guy. Let's not get crazy. No, I'm, we could be happy. That's not get elite. No, that, that, no, he has been this year. I know he's referring to, but the line on the linemen. Oh the yeah, no, yeah, I don't know about elite. But yeah, definitely, no, definitely crazy. Crazy. No, They've been looking good. You They're just better. need two tackles <laughs> to succeed. You need one to protect your blind side yeah. and the pass block, and you need one to, to run behind. And that's all they need. They need that one to run behind because Andrew Thomas is getting it done in pass protection. They, they don't have. They can't. They aren't running, being able to get a push up front as they should be. So uh, you need and, uh, that one person you can reliably say, "Hey, we're gonna draft it is nothing but pass just... rushers and offensive linemen next April." Yes, I don't yes. want to see they, anything else come off them. They draft one more cornerback. I swear to God. <laughs> the answer, uh, 
The answer at tackle could be Isaiah Wilson, too, who they, they just signed oh, yes. to the practice squad. He was a first-round pick two years ago. Obviously, he had some off-the-field issues, and the Titans released him last year. But he was college teammates with uh, Andrew Thomas at Georgia. So if that ends up working out, he's only 22 years old. So he definitely has a lot of potential. If he can stay out of trouble off the field, which yeah. I think no judge. The one thing that I, I like about Joe Judge the most about his head coach is maybe, you know, he's not great in on-field situations, but I think building the chemistry – and the roster of the team and getting guys out of trouble. I think he does a great job with that. So if he can if he can keep Isaiah Wilson out of trouble, we could have our potential, you know, two tackles for the uh, future moving forward. And he could be on our practice squad right now. So I know only last week was only his first week of practice, but if they can get him, you know, up and going, I think that he could be another potential uh, player there. And then you have Matt Parrott, who I still haven't given up on. They obviously they uh, just haven't played him this year. So I think Isaiah Wilson is definitely someone to keep an eye on, though. I'm sure he'll get some playing time. Uh, at some point this season. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to see when he <clears throat> makes his debut. But uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back talking m- more from around the league. It's been a pretty wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you didn't have your home service for mosquito control and find you're spending most of your time outside flooding those little pests, you are in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield tailored treatment system. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product one-size-fits-all service program because you can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for the season whatever it takes to provide superior results. This promise is awarded them an industry-leading consumer Attention rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade the Cesare and enjoy the rest of your summer mosquito-free. That is Mosquito Shield. Make sure you sign up. When you sign up for their services at Mosquito Shield CT, tell them, John, about the G-Men sent you. Now, let's talk about around the league. Starting off with who are your top five players going into week five? I know you got to run here in a little bit, Joe. So what you got? Uh, Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Derek Henry. And a special, uh, I mean, Derek Henry's been phenomenal this year. If you want the, the non-quarterback guy who's just absolutely been everything he's supposed to be. And kudos, I should, I don't say kudos, but uh, Christian McCaffrey looked great before uh, the injury. Yeah, and he should be coming back pretty soon, uh, I think. She started practicing this week, so. Well, I, I, no Kyler Murray? I mean, he just overtook. You just said he leapfrogged Mahomes, so who's your top five? I thought it was understood Murray's one. This was like a two through (laughs) six list, I thought. All right. I mean, I love Kyler Murray. Everybody knows this. You gotta follow the rules, Joe. I get so confused by his questions. There's usually like there's no parameters. They're like exactly. Do you You mean now or just ever? Again, I assume we meant Murray was already one. So we're just giving you five other guys not named Mahomes or Murray. So you think Murray and Mahomes are one or two so far this year? Yeah, I would say so. I would say, I mean, just based on the numbers, yeah, those guys have both been phenomenal uh, for sure. And the guys I named have been equally phenomenal. 
it's tough to say. I mean, at you know, four weeks in, who's best? But I would just tip my cap to those guys. I think they're just playing at a at an unbelievable level right now, and yeah. consistently. And that's really what you want. I mean, Alvin Kamara. Don't forget, this is his first time rushing for over a hundred yards this year. Was against the Giants. Yeah. And the flip side was they obviously kept him off the reception board and out of the end zone. So. Yeah. Good trade-off. New Orleans still can't get that right, by the way. If they can't figure out how, how to, for Jameis to get that ball to Kamara, they're going to have a really hard time yeah. consistently uh, beating the good teams. They really are. He just looks down the field too much. He just Sometimes you just need to dump it off. Dude, but, when uh, you, again, Kamara's one of those guys. You put the ball in his hands, great things happen. Get the ball in his hands. Although 26 rushes. I mean, again, that that's an ideal scenario, but you you would expect. I mean, again, the Giants uh, kind of a bend but didn't break mentality, and that's really what what did it. But Camara so far, meh. yeah. And Derek Carr has looked great, but he could not go in to Los Angeles and beat Justin Herbert. How could anybody do that? <laughs> it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to do that, uh, but. Uh, Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, I always think to myself, like Joe Montana, Candlestick Park, you know? And then I think Bradshaw, Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know what I mean? No one's going in there and taking good. Brett Favre, in Green Bay, Rainbow. Frozen Tundra. And Except then, of course, Eli. Justin Herbert out in L.A. Yeah. Five Stadium. Of course. Those are the those are right to mind every time. You're right. <laughs> Uh, all right, Sean, what you got? Top five. Uh, yeah, top five MVPs. Uh, I did just all quarterbacks just because that's uh, the only people that people that have uh, MVP votes. That's the only position they uh, vote for anymore. So, yeah, I had, I had Colin Murray number one. Uh, Joe's favorite, Justin Herbert, at number two. Uh, I have Dak Prescott at number start winning more, though. He's three and one. I, I think that's pretty good. He should be four and out. Yeah. Even better. Uh, yeah, Dak Prescott at number three. Uh, I think that, you know, after last season when Andy Dalton came in, obviously they, they showed that they struggle without him, and he's got them right back to where they want to be. So he's at number three. Uh, Matthew Stafford at number four. Even after the loss to the Cardinals, he's just expanded that Rams offense so much from what they had with Jared Goff. So I, I think he's definitely up there. Then I have Josh Allen, number five. Uh, another rough week one where – lost to the the Steelers they were after him all day but ever since then the Bills have been blowing out teams left and right and it's it all comes down to Josh Allen so those would be my top five MVP uh if I had to go non-quarterback I'd probably say Cooper Cup uh in terms of non-quarterback player on offense I think that he's been uh tremendous so far I think five or six touchdowns in four weeks uh him and Matthew Stafford have a great dynamic together and he's absolutely unguardable you can't guard him you you better hope to either double team him with a bracket or just play some zone and have two guys on him because uh he's been tremendous so far and then if I had to go defense uh I hate to keep bringing up his name because I hate the Cowboys but Trayvon Diggs uh, it'd be tough not to have him at like your top of defense player of the year right now with five picks in four weeks so uh yeah those would be my MVP rankings and uh my non-QB rankings Damn, all right. Damn, I, look, I'm, I'm confused on the, I, what we were doing. I, he says top five players going into week five. MVPs. I just, hold on. I had Say, my MVP got, list, but then Joe brought up Derrick Henry, so I figured I'd just throw out another fair enough. QB and defense player. I, Say, I, I, I got to run. 
But before I go, just where do you have Zach Wilson on your top five? Just so I know. <laughs> Number one, of course, Joe. What kind of question is that? Is he not on somewhere, your list? Somewhere between three and one. I love it. All right, boys. I'll catch you next week when Take the care. Giants beat the Cowboys. Hell yeah. All right, Zay. What you got for your top five? I don't even know anymore. I'm confused, but if we're going off anything, I definitely got Dak Prescott up there. He's definitely been playing lights out. He's got the same three and one, obviously. Dak Prescott. Derek Carr, obviously, other than one slip up, he should be probably still undefeated. He's playing lights out. Definitely, him and Gruden got it going. I thought they were never going to get it going. I thought probably the Raiders would part ways with both of them at some point, but it looks like Gruden's going to hold up on that 10-year deal if Derek Carr continues to play like this. Then I had Justin Herbert, Hubbard, or Hubert, however you want to pronounce his name. I have him up there, number three. Kid's playing amazing. I wasn't a fan. I gave him knock. I gave him hell, but he's been playing really good, and he's got his team in a really good position to win. I didn't think he deserved MVP last year. I thought it should have went to Burrow if he didn't get hurt. I mean, rookie, rookie of the year, excuse me. I should have thought it went to Burrow if he didn't get hurt, but, again, that's not how it panned out, and it went to him, and rightfully so. Number two, I have Rodgers. You guys panicked week one, and Rodgers went off and threw for 18 interceptions or whatever it was I, that game. I didn't. It was, it was some panic here. I, I, I said it was just – I, I said it was just normal Rodgers being, you know, he a guy who just wasn't locked in all summer. He just needed to get locked in. And we see now that he's completely locked in and he's back to the Aaron Rodgers that we knew. He looks MVP Aaron Rodgers from last year. So definitely have Rod- Aaron Rodgers up there. And obviously, I put Kyler Murray at number one because I thought we could put Kyler Murray on the list. I wasn't sure. I still chose the list. But, <laughs> yeah, definitely have Kyler Murray on there. And if I'm going defense, I have to give shout out to Derwin James. He's been playing really good. Yeah. Um. I like I said, I gave the Chargers crap, especially their secondary. But again, he's been playing really good the last few weeks, so I gotta eat my words and give it to him. Yeah. All right. All right. I like that. I like that Derwin James pick as well. But uh, all right. My top five. Number five. I mean, he hasn't been great. Off the rip, but he still does make an impact on every snap he's in. Uh, but it's not really that like noticeable, but he still is dom- a dominant force. Number five, I got Aaron Donald. Then number four, I mean, his defense has struggled, but he's still lighting it up, doing very, very well, Patrick Mahomes. Then at number three, the tank and train that is Derrick Henry. And, I mean, he's just been a beast. And, I mean, I know that they haven't had Julio Jones and uh, A.J. Brown for a couple weeks now, but he he's still – it seems like he is the dominant force. He is the man that offense runs through, even with those two studs at receiver. Number two, got Kyler Murray. Great. I, I – I think the biggest thing for me with Kyler Murray this year is he is distributing the ball so well. So many people, yeah. like, everyone thought A.J. Green was dead. He's leading the Cardinals in receiving yards right now. I mean, you still got the the beast that is DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Rondell Moore's looked great. I mean, he's just getting it to everyone and anyone on that offense. and. <laughs> He's, he's looked really good doing it. And number one, this man just destroys offensive lines and games. Miles Garrett. 
Uh, he's just been a beast. Uh, I thought, I mean, he, last year he was in, in the running. Then he got COVID and kind of teetered off. I didn't know how he would bounce back coming into this season, but he has just looked dominant, leading the league in sacks right now. He, he's just a beast. So, yeah, that's my top five players going into week five. Stay tuned next week where we're going to do our top five teams coming out of week five. Top five after five. Boom. But uh, we, we had some breaking news today. I mean, Jalen yeah. Smith was cut. The, I don't know if that was today or yesterday, but, yeah, that happened. Then reports came out that Stephon Gilmore was going to get cut. But instead, he was traded to the Panthers for a sixth-round pick. So the Patriots got rid of Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady, and Stephen Gilmore, all for a fourth and a sixth-round pick. Boy, hey. talk about value, right? Flush. Sometimes Yikes. you got to flush. Sometimes you got to flush the system. You know, get rid of the bad juju. That's what I tell about the Giants. Get rid of Sterling Shepard. Last one from the boat trip. Get rid of the bad juju. I am just saying. Get rid of it. Last one from the boat trip. Get rid of the bad juju. Oh, my goodness. What do you think of this move? I mean, the Panthers lost J.C. Horn, traded for C.J. Henderson. Now they're even strengthening their secondary even more. Sean, I mean, the the Patriots – I mean, the Panthers have been a surprise team already. I mean, we we were all crazy when Joe had the Panthers in his playoffs. Are are they going to get there now? Is this the defining key factor for it? I, they definitely could. I I think they. I don't think they have a chance of winning a division just because the Bucks um are obviously there. So, but I, I think they have a realistic chance of getting the wild card. Their defense has been great so far. Uh, Brian Burns is one of the more underrated edge players in the league. Uh, Derek Brown in his second year, and then uh, you mentioned they just traded for C.J. Henderson, and then you get Stephon Gilmore, who hopefully will be back in a couple weeks, uh, coming off the pup list, and then uh, Jeremy Chin, who was a, a great safety for them. So I, I think that they do have a realistic chance of doing it, uh, especially only giving up a six-round pick for Stefan Gilmore. Uh, I'm not sure why Bill Belichick didn't ask for more in that trade. I don't know if he was just trying to get rid of him at all costs. I don't know if teams didn't want to you know, give up a high draft pick because they were worried about the injury or not. But uh, I, I, it was definitely surprising to see. So, I mean, it was great value for the Panthers. And I, I think that their offense is dynamic as well. Obviously, you get McCaffrey back. Uh, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson have been great so far. Sam Darnold leads the league in rushing touchdowns for some reason, which makes no sense at all. Um, but I, I think that they're they're a young team that's improving. They have a, a good young head coach and Matt Rule. So I definitely think they do have a chance to uh, make the wild card game. And this this only uh, helps their chances with getting a uh, an elite corner, at least the last time we saw him, an elite corner. Uh, so adding him to the defense will be uh, great for this team. And I, I think the Panthers are a sleeper team this year, and I, I think they're only going to continue to get better. Yeah, I mean, uh, Stefan Gilmore, I, I've heard uh, the st- stories that he's been in the Patriots facility, been utilizing their facility to get back in shape. So, And all signs were pointing to him coming back next week when he was eligible to come off the, the pup list. So, I mean, obviously something went wrong. Uh, some sort of pro- – I don't know if it was a problem or he just – I mean, he had the contract holdouts uh, a little bit in the offseason. Everyone thought he was going to just play through it and then test out free agency, but 
Now something went wrong. And Zay, I mean, you talk about bad juju. Is it getting rid of bad juju, or is this just a, these past three moves, terrible moves by the Patriots front office? Nah, this is just Bill being Bill. Bill likes the clean house restart. He's basically breaking the team down from scratch. He's going to build it around his new quarterback. And he probably just wants to get rid of the old and bring in the new. So that way, you know, all these guys that he has now, they're under his culture. They're under the way Bill plays, the way he coaches, the way, you know, they're his guys. And that's just how, you know, Bill is. That's, you know, so you move on from Stephon Gilmore. The Panthers get him. He's a rental, obviously, probably for just one year, depending on if you want to bring him back next year. Obviously, he's a little up there in age. I mean, you could bring him back and then bring him, you know, have J.C. Horn and have a really solid, you know, secondary over there. But, again, that's, that that's, depends on what the Panthers see for their future. But right now, they think they're all in. They think they're a team that's going to make a playoff push. So they went and got a guy to fill in for J.C. Horn. But I, I don't know what they see. I think the Panthers are going to fall off a cliff eventually. I don't think it's going to sustain, especially in that division, I think. At some point, I think they're going to fall. I just do. I think they're playing well right now. I just don't believe in Sam Darnold. I think he's a, a rental. You know, he's a, he's a bougie Daniel Jones. He's a knockoff. He's trying to run the ball now. He's never doing all that with the Jets. He wasn't really that good. And he's been prone to intel, interceptions that we've seen in when he was in college in UFC. I think we'll start to see that really soon again once teams start to really get a grasp on that offense and how they're playing. But again, I think it's a great move for the Patriots if you want a clean house and you know start afresh and move on from things of the past. So that seems like what they're doing. Uh, I we're talking about the Panthers here for a second. I, I think offensively they're fine. Joe Brady's a great offensive mind. I think Sam Darnold does, can do and will do just enough. Like he's not he's not the spectacular. He isn't going out there throwing for five hundred yards, and he isn't expected to. So I, I think the offense is going to be okay and solid for the full season. My my questions are going to be with the defense, and this is a big signing for them to bring in that veteran on the defense because a lot of their best players are very, very young, one- to two-year players. Uh, so with that youth comes a lot of mistakes and a lot of lapses and a lot of uh, I mean, it's hard to be consistent when you're that young because you're you're still learning. So uh, I think their defense is going to be the the thing that breaks first for them. And but to add someone like Stefan Gilmore to help that out is should make them should definitely get them in the playoffs. Is they are, are they going to go to the playoffs or no? The Panthers? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't think they'll, I think they'll have to win their division to get. The, I think that it's going to be a slugfest to get into the playoffs. I think you look at the NFC West alone. You're talking about a, they probably could probably get their whole division in there. Even we even with Trey Lance moving in at the starting quarterback, possibly for San Fran, they're still going to be a pretty good team. They look good with him out there start when he came in for Garoppolo last week. So again, you have to look at that team and think they could possibly be a team that can make a push towards it. Seattle again is starting to play better, and then you have obviously. Arizona is playing one of the best te- is one of the best teams in the league, so that division alone could bring in three teams. So I think it's going to be a dogfight if you don't win your division, and I don't think you're going to beat Tampa Bay outright for that division. So I think it's it's going to be a long shot, even with the extra playoff position. I, I don't think the Panthers will do it. I think there's just too many other good. Like I said, that NFC West is just you got some dogs out there. They do, and 
I still think they get in. And like I said, at the beginning of the season, everyone thought I was crazy. I don't see the, the Seahawks getting in. I mean, every everyone around them got better. They stayed the same, and you're seeing as they struggle. But uh, getting it done. <laughs> all right. Now let's get in to best bets. Let's take a look. Three-way tie for the top. Uh, all three of us are there. Good good thing Joe left. Yeah, that's why Joe had to leave. It doesn't apparently. even matter. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. And, play with the big boys. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, uh, I mean, we still got his picks. And, Sean, Joe doubled up oh. with you. Okay. So how does that feel? I mean, Joe's been just attacking the Jaguars three weeks in a row now. And, I mean, this is the perfect spot. But, Sean, what you got for here? What, what are you thinking? It's my Bob Square pick. I mean, I think this is a get-right game for the Titans. Obviously, uh, losing to the Jets <laughs> is, is something you don't want to do. Uh, what do you – so it's definitely something you don't want to do. I mean, losing to the Jets is tough. So, and for the Jaguars, I mean, they are falling apart uh, at the seams. I think uh, Horny Boy Urban Meyer, he uh, he's got to stay away from those from those twenty uh, year old women. He's he's lost respect to that locker room. Obviously, the, I don't think the players respect him, and they're not they're not gonna uh, uh, they're not gonna stand for it anymore. So, I, I think it's gonna be a tough week for them. And I think that it, I think it will be a somewhat of a close game. I think the Titans will only end up winning by seven points, but. Hopefully they get back Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, and I think Derrick Henry is just going to run wild all over them. Uh, Titans defense might have some struggles with the Jags offense, but I think that they'll score enough points to get it done. So I, I think it's just uh, Titans, they're obviously frustrated. The Jaguars, they're an absolute mess. So uh, And it's a divisional game, so I'm sure the Titans are going to come out, want to come out and uh, win this one big, and I, I think they'll end up winning by a touchdown. So. Might be a SpongeBob Square pick, but uh, you should no. It, it, as a matter of fact, it's not. You should have picked. You should have changed your pick the minute you knew Joe had the same pick. <laughs> I did. This is the Joe, first time I'm Joe, learning it. So Joe made that pick strictly out of desperation. He's one in three. He had to pick the easiest gimme game he can find on the schedule. I hope he's listening to this, by the way, because that's really what he did. And, and you did it. But you know what's gonna happen? You guys are gonna lose by one point. Just because I mean, the football yeah. gods. Just because you're playing with the football gods, you're gonna lose by one point. If I had known that Joe picked this too before uh, before I came on, I definitely would have switched my pick. But uh, it's it's too late now. So uh, hopefully hopefully Joe gets a win on the scoreboard this week. Yeah, Jason, but, uh, we're fighting for the top. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I, it's a good pick. I mean, it should happen. But uh, the Jags, I mean, they showed a little life against the Bengals, and I think a big reason for that was the run game. Uh, James Robinson was great. Trevor Trevor Lawrence, even, he was getting it going, running as well. And, and I think if they can utilize that, eat up some clock, this could be a gross, ugly game, and they could keep it close. They just Maybe. lost to the Jets. <laughs> I know. The, the Titans are going to come out. You're going to turn on this game. You're going to come home around second quarter. You're going to turn on TV. It's going to be 21-zip Jaguars. You're going to be like, I can't believe I picked this pick. And it's going to be the Jaguars' first win. They pull off for the season. No. You can't, you, can't lose to the the Jets. you can't lose to the Jets and the Jags back-to-back weeks. If they do, then uh, they deserve to be uh, kicked out of the NFL because that is yeah. an embarrassment. Yeah. That is. Hey, look, these are professionals on both sides. Everyone earned their right to play here. Yeah. yeah. You're right. The Jags could have picked up a win last week. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have knocked the Jags yet. 
It's starting to get better week by week. I think, the Titans, I think the Titans are better than the Bengals, though. I think yeah. they had I think they had a rough Definitely. week. They'll get their receivers back and uh they'll they'll prove why why they're should be more than four and a half favorites against the Jaguars. We hope. Also, I, I mean I the, the Jaguars, Urban Meyer was okay. He got him rallied up because he was because that's like his his home, I guess, in Ohio. He because he was at Ohio State, he loves it there. So I oh, guess that's why he got it. <laughs> yeah, he, it he does. But I mean, the video aside, he also didn't take the team plane home with, with the team, which is no. I mean, he called that, a, that's terrible. He called an old fling the minute he got back in town. He said, "Yo, I'm in Ohio." <laughs> she knew what was up. He took the private jet home. He knew what's up. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just crazy. But uh, sticking on Urban Meyer, how much longer? Do you think he actually is staying around as the Jaguars coach? By week. By week? Yeah, I think if I, I don't know. I, I could if he they get dumpstered like they should, I can see him leaving the, this week. This will save him. They'll win this game and then they'll save him to bye week. And then be gone by bye week. They'll win one game and then they'll lose everything after that and realize it was just a hoax. Or or he could or Say he got migraines. Oh, we lost Sean. Yeah, he's upset. He made, he made the same pick as Joe, so he just he just yeah. Just, yeah. He didn't want to be right. here for the end. Sorry. Uh, okay. All right, my pick. I got the Bengals plus three. I I don't like this pick at all. Uh, I, I don't know. I just think I'm seeing. I just had this. My my heart just drove me to this pick. You back, Sean? Yep. You all good. All I, right. I I, I do. The Packers are hot. I, just, I know. Not, not a pick. I know. It's just not a good pick. I it's know, a- and I I hate this pick. But as soon as I went, as soon as I went through the slate, this is just the game that stood out to me. And I, and it was the I said the I don't know why I just had this weird feeling that the Bengals were going to beat the Packers. I, I don't know why, especially I think they have a bounce back game after a, a kind of letdown performance last week. I. I I don't know, but my just, take back what heart, I said. My heart was just drawn to this game and the Bengals picking up the upset. I, I don't know why. Like I said, I'm not happy about it. I don't think it's smart, but it's just a pick I'm doing. I just yeah. I, don't I know. take I said Sean, I take back what I said. We're fighting it out for the top spot next week. I don't know what he was picking when he saw this game. You know, I guess uh, yeah, if, uh, you pull, if you pull this off, you're the greatest. I'll never question anything ever again. I, I really won't. No, but for real though, no, I'm not. I'm not lying. I I just had a weird feeling about this game, but they, I don't think the Packers' pass rush can get after uh, Joe Burrow um, as well as like other teams can, and I think that's the biggest. That's the big way. The biggest way to beat the Bengals is get after them. Uh, take advantage of that O-line. And, I mean, and the O-line has done pretty good in the run game as well. So, uh, the Packers' front seven isn't that elite, I don't think, to really give the Bengals' offensive line too much of a problem. I'm sure Joe Burrow will get sacked a couple times. I'm sure Joe Mixon will have some negative yard rushes. But he might not even play, too. Yeah. So, Hmm. And apparently Trevor Keys just said in the, the CMG uh, 
group chat that Jalen Smith's going to Green Bay. I don't know if that's true though. I, I've I've been looking for Adam Schefter tweets. Yeah, and, uh, don't trust the Schefter. I mean, no, it's a good chance. Yeah. he's in talks with Green Bay. He's in talks with Green Bay, so it's a good chance. Yeah, I haven't seen an official report, but uh, maybe 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 Trevor Keys is uh the first one on the scoop. Yeah, maybe. I, I'll take. I, look, he wants to come to New York. I'll take. Hey, him. he's the first one on the scoop, but John about the G-Men is the first to report it. Let's go. <laughs> but uh, yeah. You better so, credit us. Hell yeah. Uh, well, so, the best pick of the week. The best pick right, of the man. week. Bam. Jets plus three against oh, the Falcons in London. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be early. It's going to be jet laggy. And the Jets might find a way to get their second win of the year, believe it or not. And it, it's, it's, just, it's just a beautiful game to pick. It's a beautiful game to pick. Because at the end of the day, you can, I can see these teams, one of them winning three zip. You're talking about London. You're talking about, again, really different time zones, all this other stuff going on. The Giants, when they went to London, when they played the Dolphins, didn't we win that game like 10 to 7 or something that like that when we played them in London? it's Those yeah. games don't go well. So I don't know. I could see this one being a tight one. See the Jets pulling it off and getting their second one of the year. The, the Giants also destroyed the Rams when they went to London, right? Yeah, there's a Land Collins pick six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I honestly, I think I, I like it. I like the pick, but I, I like the under in this game. Like, I, the field isn't made for, for football. It's made for soccer. I, I just think it's going to be a gross, disgusting. And, you know, it's always raining in London, so there's going to be some of that. So, I, I just think it's going to be a gross, yeah. disgusting London game. London game like game. London game seems like a gross. Jets game. Yeah, the perfect, perfect type of game for the Jets to win. But uh, that's going to do it for best bets. Now let's get into fantasy locks. No, and Zay, not. Zay took the crown from me after my give me week. But, uh, yeah, and your SpongeBob square pick. That I mean, no, Tyreek Hill went off. Like, I, I can't even wait, get mad wait, at wait, that. Wait, 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 like, SpongeBob. No, listen, listen to me. lost the game. Listen to Listen, you listen. I was I was about to praise you, but never mind. If you want to I'm go not, whine about it, no, go I'm ahead. Not. I take Screw it you. I'm quiet. There you go. I'm going to pick this week, then Zay. Oh, this is the square pick. Oh, too. you got Joe with you on this one. This is a square pick, but this is all simply off with just the fact that he's really the only thing you can count on down there, and he's the one thing you can count on that's going to be there this week, and he's the one thing you can count on that's going to play this week against the Jaguars. So. I, I took Derrick Henry. I, no one could stop him. I don't, and I damn sure don't think the Jaguars can stop him. But they might win that game. But I don't think they're going to be able to stop Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean. Sorry, Sean. I got to talk this curse to you guys. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> I do think the Jaguars are oddly equipped to be able to stop him with their two best player, defensive players being Josh Allen and Miles Jack. Uh, I think they might be able to, but I, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening at all. But uh, speaking, staying with running backs, I'm going out to London. Like I said, it's going to be a disgusting, gross game, possibly some rain. I, I think it, it's going to be just run the ball up and down the field. And I, I don't trust uh, what's his, Mike Davis. Is that, the, is that the Falcons running back? 
Or Cordero Patterson. That probably would have been better for But I'm going to go Michael Carter. He got his first touchdown last week. I think he'll get another one this week and another one on top of that. So, yeah, I got Michael Carter in London against the Falcons. And Sean, Sean, not necessarily a SpongeBob Square pick. Not necessarily. Oh, boy. Oh, and he's and no. This is no. This isn't no. 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 I, I'll give this to one. This one's gonna be a tough. You're talking about Pat Mahomes against probably one of the best defenses in the league. So I yeah. will knock Sean on this one. But yep, Sean's not here yeah, to, to Sean. explain himself. No. Yeah, I, I do think this is a pretty. I mean, it's a tough pick. I mean, Bills tied with the Cowboys in uh, most takeaways. Yeah. Hey, Good enough, Sean. Yeah, the minor uh, keeps going. It's probably better that uh, they don't let me do my fantasy lock, though, because I've been absolutely <laughs> terrible with them this year. Uh, not as bad as Garrett Cole was last night, um, but uh, I, I was I was saving that for Joe, and he's not even here. So, uh, but oh, his internet screwed. Yeah, it's because he chose violence. That's that's really what happened. <laughs> he chose violence, and it's net said there will be none of that today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank. All right. Well, that's going to do it for John about the G-Men then. Thank you to Joe and Sean for, for coming by, not sticking around. Thank you, Jay, for sticking around till the end. Try my uh, best. Big Jace. Uh, make sure you tune in. Make sure if you – make sure you tune in to CMG Sports NFL pregame on Sundays. Oh, Sean's working again. Just close now here. But uh, everything, yeah, make sure you tune in to CMG Sports pregame every Sunday before kickoff where it's not just this show. Every other NFL show that CMG Sports has to offer all put together into one thing to get you ready for kickoff. So make sure you check that out. And we will see you next week. For more, John, about the G-Men and hopefully another Giants win. So take care. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. Find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.